This is the Lucy Beatrix Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. So there's a saying, build it and they will come. I think this used to mean that you should put your head down and work hard to create your masterpiece and then people will be drawn to it. But now, now it seems to have a different meaning. Like build the image of a masterpiece and get people to notice you that way. But inevitably, this doesn't seem to be a sustainable way to get yourself recognized. There has to be proof in the pudding. I've been seeing this theme show up a lot lately, like in the new documentary on HBO called The Inventor, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. The premise is this. A young woman named Elizabeth Holmes drops out of Stanford to make a mark in the startup scene. She has a revolutionary plan to change healthcare by making it easier and more accessible to do blood lab work. The plan shows so much potential and a ton of people like big investors and scientists jump on board. The problem? The method behind this new idea, the way they collect and test blood samples is flawed. It doesn't work. But Elizabeth Holmes is carrying on, doing lectures, building credibility, collecting more and more outside investments until everything unravels and she gets in big trouble. So as I was watching this, I started thinking that this story actually sounds very familiar. I'd just seen two other documentaries, those fire festival ones about the guy who promised this huge music festival with so much buildup and hype that never actually happened or and it had, it had caused major uproar for not being what it was supposed to be. That whole fire Festival scandal and this Elizabeth Holmes biotech story both seem to represent similar themes. And that is that there's this aspect of our generation that's too focused on the image of what something could be before it is properly executed. It's the concept of branding an idea instead of giving all the attention to the craft. This hyper-focus on marketing and aesthetic over execution. So I'm going to open this up and we've got Garrett here on for a second appearance of the show because we got so many fan mail messages saying like, get Garrett on the show. He's just so wise and knowledgeable um, to talk about this topic of having aesthetic take precedent over execution of an idea or a business. So thanks for stopping by, Garrett. Thanks for joining us on the Lucy Beatrix podcast. Thanks for having me, Lucy. I'm glad that I passed the test. (laughs) So you watched the Elizabeth Holmes documentary on HBO called The Inventor. What was your takeaway from it? Well, first of all, I loved the documentary. I had seen her on the cover of Fortune and other magazines before. And then I'd heard about the whole fraud scandal, um, which was very recently, but happened very recently, by the way. Um, but I didn't know what a character she was. That's That was like the big takeaway from this stuff. I think that was maybe the most surprising thing for me too because I had recognized her image of like wearing the black turtleneck and her hair back and just kind of like this very striking aesthetic where like from a fashion perspective of like all my years in the industry, I looked at her and thought, what an icon. And she, I guess she like fooled me. She fooled a lot of people into thinking that she was going to be the next Steve Jobs or the next big CEO that everybody knew. And yeah, that was kind of an interesting thing too, to think that like she had really branded herself as much as what her company was representing, like what she was bringing to the table too. 
But um, did you happen to see some of the same similarities that I mentioned to you in the beginning of like the idea that like the fire festival documentaries, which are completely completely different topic about you know a music festival, and then having this the biotech story seemingly have that thing of we're selling this image that doesn't actually pan out, and what is it about our generation wanting to do that? Yeah, well, it's it's the case of like the marketing is so good, right? Like before you really finish the product, there's so many ways to sort of get out to the world. And I guess in the fire festival instance, it was you know here's here's Instagram marketing and here's internet marketing, and we're gonna get celebrities to share this and and share this fantasy that's like about to happen. With hers, it was more to investors. It's like here's a private company. Um, and here's a situation where they need to get investments in order to keep figuring out how to build this thing. And it was more in the name of charity, not charity. It wasn't charity, but it was a there was a cause. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of the big interesting things that I found about that was like different about hers was that like she was like, I'm going to save the world doing. Yeah. This. And like her. When she was talking about her intention and wanting to make blood blood work easier and like being able for people to just use a pinprick of blood and then have that give themselves lab results every month so you have a more clear um, idea of where you are with your blood work. I was like, that actually makes so much sense for someone like me. I'm like, yeah, great. Please, can we have this amazing, um, this thing available to us at any Walgreens USA? But yeah, I guess like that's why her story was a little bit different because she was trying to do something valuable it's just the way she went about it collecting investments without having what she said she already had so that these investors were like yes we're jumping in because you already have the technology when she was really outsourcing all of the hard work and getting other companies to do the lab tests and so it's like she she fudged a lot of things to make it so what she was doing was unethical whereas then if we go back to the fire festival fraud that was just more like straight up why like there, there was no to make anything better it wasn't like a music festival was going to make anyone save the day or like or like fix their health problems it just uh was just such a mess in general yeah and it it kind of made me think like what you proposed was is this like a generational thing this sort of like marketing before production idea and like obviously the the idea of a fraud or a scheme you know the we have the ponzi scheme which is kind of like one of the classic ones that i think happened in the 20s um with an italian banker um i believe but you know this is this is definitely not a new thing like the idea of tricking investors or the idea of not delivering on your promise when it comes to business and you know the whole thing turning into fraud you know obviously over like the financial crisis we had like Enron and we had Bear Stearns and like all these things but but I think it specifically has taken on a different face like yeah sure you see those like scandals of the past with like Enron and stuff but now to have someone like the fire festival guy i don't even know that guy's name but that guy and like his the way he presented himself to his community of like i'm just like this like cool dude cool millennial same with her she's kind of like this like she looks very smart and like educated and cool and the way she presented herself to trick people into thinking okay i want to get behind these people because they look so cool but yeah, there, there was an element with her that was so different and i often asked myself when we were watching this would Steve Jobs say this? You know, and it's not like, not everyone has to be the same, but there were some situations where like she'd be in an interview 
And she might say something like, I'm going to be the next person to do this XYZ to the world. And I'm dreaming big and I want to be the next Steve Jobs. And there was there was this element of, of like there's a cachet to like individually like what you're going after. Because, you know, the Silicon Valley people are the new rock stars, right? Like we used to have, you know, Jimi Hendrix and, and John Lennon. And now we have Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos. And I think she wanted to fall into that lineage. And if you go back and you listen to Steve Jobs interviews, he's talking about the products. Yeah, that's what I was saying too about like the idea of the craft isn't at the forefront of the attention of these people. I mean, that's at least the impression that I've gotten where it's, it's just more about the building the hype first and then making people think there's substance underneath it. And oddly, this even makes me think about Instagram and Instagram models and influencers and whatever, where it's like people can have all these hundreds and thousands of followers and have, you know, like have a following. But then when you're like just sitting in a room with them and you're, you're like trying to get to the bottom, like what is the following for? Like, did you write a book? Did you, are you like, how are you, what's, what's your impact on the world? Oh, your lifestyle, like what your, how you live your life. It's so vague. Whereas I feel like it used to be this idea of like, nobody sees you for months or years and you're sleeping on the floor of your factory and you're pining and slaving away over your craft and then suddenly you emerge and you're like, okay, I have all this stuff to offer the world. And people are like, yes, like that's amazing. And then they start to worship and follow you. Whereas now that's like inverse. We're, we're like getting the followers first and the people who are signing on to you before you've actually written the, the next great American novel or whatever it is, you know, that you, that is your craft. But yeah. Yeah, I guess it is a millennial thing. I don't know if the Gen Z generation is is onto this yet, but like, I mean, they're all about Instagram and stuff. But I just think there is something about us millennials that we're kind of like, we we have that a little bit. It's like image first, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was our take on that whole thing. Um, clearly, we like to watch a lot of TV and commentate on it. So <laughs> that's that was the premise of this. Um, it's, it's just a funny time that we live in and it's interesting to ponder this idea of image over substance. I know I've taken away some key interesting points, uh, about both of those documentaries or all three of them, if you include both of the fire festival ones. So thank you guys for tuning in to this live stream as we recorded it for the show. The whole show is going to be available on iTunes and, uh, yeah, thanks for coming along for the ride.